find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home at last. Behind the baller. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to Behind the Baller Podcast. This is an award-winning and a world-famous podcast show produced by the Dust Brothers. Guys, man, I, I am just, I, yo, it's been one of those weeks. Um, I got everything to be happy about, but it's just been one of those weeks. You know what I'm saying? Oh, by the way, I am Ben Baller, the host. No AKAs this time. You know what I mean? Let's just get right the fuck into it. This is episode 195. We are so close to episode 200. Uh, by the way, guys, I'm off to Cabo this Sunday. So Monday's weekend wrap-up will exist, but next Thursday's episode will be skipped, right? And I need it because you guys know I don't really take any days off. I don't take vacation time off here and there. And this is technically the first family vacation that we've really had since I started this show. So I want to gather my life together and enjoy a real vacation with my family. So uh, there'll be an episode this Monday, the, the wrap-up, and then Thursday we skip, and then we'll come back on the wrap-up. And uh, close to the episode 200, and my boy Kid Cudi's jumping on. All right? So yeah, guys, let's get into the show. Free my bro Alex Caruso, first and foremost. You already know, right? He's part of the bald head gang, uh, the fucked up hairline gang, the Lexus moonroof hairline gang. Um, Alex Caruso was in Texas. Don't know what part. Don't give a fuck. But he was in Texas, and he was at the airport, ready to get on a plane, and they found a grinder, okay? A little fucking grinder, bro. For real, dog. And in the grinder, there was some shake in it. And the shake was enough marijuana to put him behind bars. Now, had he had a fucking gun or something, they wouldn't have said shit. Texas is so fucking backward. It's so stupid. It's fucking lame as shit. Anyways, man, Alex Crusoe, fuck with you even 10 times harder, man. It's funny, speaking of Lakers, man, I seen Kuzma tonight. I went to the uh, the Rude fashion show, Paris Week fashion show. I saw Kuzma. Um, I didn't want to say nothing to it. I was a man. I'm still tight about the whole playoffs and shit, right? So I'm with Tyga and Chris Brown. We're just sitting talking shit. And, you know, usually when I go to an event, by the way, this is the first time I've been outside. When I say outside, I mean like, bro, this is the first time I've been out and seen people I know. Like, you know what I mean? Like people I actually know in real life. Yeah, there's like celebrities out there, but people don't know. I'm talking about people I really know, right? So, you know, I'm posted up. Uh, we're at a $90 million estate in Beverly Hills, a beautiful place, whatever. And it's a gang of people there. So, you know, and usually, you know, I'll be like, all right, let me walk around, let me migrate around here. And I'm like, man, fuck all that. I'm old as shit. I'm just chilling. And so I'm posted up with Tyga. Y'all already know me and Tyga go back. That's like my bro. That's we're real super tight. And we're just shooting the shit. And he's like, oh man, uh, your boy Kuzma to come over here. And I'm like, no, I hope you don't. And he does, and like, you know, I'm not going to be all the way rude and just, you know, not shake his hand, right? He's like, hey, Ben, what's up? How you doing? And I just shook his hand. I ignored him. I just didn't say shit, right? So him and Tiger have a little conversation, whatever. And Tiger's like, yo, man, you going to be so rude, man. And it's just like, I don't know, bro. The ener- my energy's been off 
all week long. I want to let y'all know, since Monday when I was in San Francisco, energy has been all the way the fuck off, right? And when I got a bad day, man, I don't try to, I don't want anybody else to have a bad day. So I kind of let them know if it's important for me to let somebody know, I let them know. And by the way, just so you guys know, anybody who ever tells me I didn't ask you all that will get smacked in the mouth. If you know something about me, I'm a grown ass man, self-made. I don't give a fuck what anyone asked. If I feel like telling somebody fucking a 200 word fucking story, let it be. And you don't want to hear it, don't listen, period. But usually when I do talk, people want to hear it and whatever it may be. If I'm talking shit with homies here and there, someone's like, oh, I didn't ask you all that. Motherfucker, bitch, I told you all that. Fuck is you talking about? I don't, fuck, I don't ask nobody for permission. Ask for permission to fucking talk. Fucking stupid. So if I am around you and you are a friend or something, I'm just not in that mood. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm having a bad day. You want to know what's going on? No, I don't want to talk about it, to tell you the truth. Most of the time I do, I mean, um, I don't. So like, you know, I don't want to put you in that situation, right? So I'd rather just let you know respectfully, hey man, I'm having a fucked up day. And, uh, you know, the times I have the fucked up days, it's usually shit beyond my control, you know, and I, I can't let it consume me. I try hard to redirect energy, but sometimes it's like, you know, especially when it involves your friends and, you know, you got homies like, you know, and like some people, they just are who they are. You don't want to change them. Like, I don't want to change nobody. None of my homies, that's just, you know what I'm saying? That's not my job. Whether, you know, they're doing bad in life, meaning like bad things, being uh, bad people, that's not my job to change them. You know, it's none of my business, you know, and um, I need them to figure it out themselves. So, you know, I had a situation with one of my homies, man, and just like I, we had a misunderstanding. And the misunderstanding, what, what sucks about the misunderstanding is, you know, when you're close with somebody, you don't want to get into a fight. You know, if someone kind of does something fucked up and they don't really acknowledge it, they don't really notice it because that's just them sometimes. And they could be, I know, listen, I'm the most self-absorbed, self-consuming, self-obsessed person in the world, but I'm very coherent about what's going on. So if I feel like I could have hurt somebody's feelings, I'll address it immediately. But there's people who don't and they get anxiety sometimes because they're like, oh man, shit, I don't want to deal with this. And so they do whatever they can, whether it be money or something else. And it's like, think about me is, when I got money, you got money, and people got money, like, it, the money's not going to solve it, do you know? Like, if we're supposed to go to a game together, and you don't show up, and the game is over, or you took somebody else, bro, you can't take me to another game. It doesn't work that way sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, because schedules, you know, I, people got shit, like, I can't go to a game now, you know what I'm saying? I got to go to a game in three weeks, or whatever the fuck it may be, maybe in two years. Who fucking knows? But bottom line is, the only thing someone could say at that point is like, oh, man, I, I, I didn't know, bro, I thought you, I thought, no, dog. Check in, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, pay attention, bro. And it, it happens a couple times, you know, at a certain point. To be honest, between friends, sorry's not good enough sometimes. And at that point, that's when the relationship starts to fall apart. And at that point, right then and there, if they can't have a grown man conversation, that relationship's going to fall apart, you know? And there could be a lot of good times, a lot of good memories and cool things. But at that point, you know... You got one person who doesn't want to really interfere in that person's life and how their growth is or how their movement is. And you don't want to change somebody because now you change somebody to cater to you and not let them be themselves, right? Or let them realize why these mistakes that they made were wrong and certain things about themselves and certain things. You know, it's just a conversation that needs to be had. But sometimes these conversations can't be had. So what happens is people grow apart and they stop talking. So... 
that's just a situation that's kind of unfortunate, especially when people have a lot of history and things. You know, a lot can happen when you're a grown-ass adult. You know, when you're 25 or 30 years old, you can do, you know, 10-year relationships in two years, depending on how much time and how much you, how well you get to know somebody and things, right? But what I'm trying to say is, you know, it's unfortunate because some people, sorry goes really a long way. It don't really go that far with me. You know, I'll be honest with you, it just don't, you know, okay, well, depending on what the damage is, you know, um, sorry doesn't solve anything, it just kind of it gets repeated, you know? Like, oh man, I, I didn't know, you know, I, I got confused or there was, there was you know, I, fuck man, I'm sorry man, let me buy you a drink, let me buy you dinner. You don't, that's like, I don't need dinner. I don't need a drink, I don't need nothing, you feel me? Like, I wanted to handle business and get this shit done, you know, like we said we would. And there's a lot that has happened this week. Again, that was beyond my control. I hate people who are not punctual. It is something that drives me fucking crazy. If I say I'm going to be there at 2 o'clock, most likely I'm there at 156, you know, 157, 158 at least, right? I'm very punctual. My mom taught me that, you know what I'm saying? And like just with business and certain things, no matter how fucking busy I get, if I'm too busy, I won't do the job. You know, if you say your party's from two to four, I'm not showing up at 3.52 and be like, yo, what's good? I'm trying to extend. That's just not me, bro. It's just disrespectful for other people's time. You know, I try to respect people's times. No matter how famous or how big or how fucking rich or whatever the fuck it may be, I'm busy as fuck. I don't take a job unless I can give you the 110% of me. So you really get that real experience. So, you know, a lot of people, they post the best parts of their life. Right, So you don't really get to see what their life is about. With me, I'm not the same person as everyone else. Okay, I actually just post my regular daily life. And whatever happens that day on my stories or wherever the fuck it may be, you know, I might hop in a fucking Ferrari, might hop in a McLaren, I might go to fucking El Pastel, I might go to Giorgio's to go eat. And at the same time, I might go to Starbucks and then go to McDonald's. And do whatever and go to the fucking Dave and Busters or whatever the fuck it may be. I just post my regular life and it's real. I don't post necessarily the best parts. There's so much shit that doesn't get posted. And it, and I don't want it to go, you know, because people are just too offended by, oh man, you know, this is this and there's people hurting. The Shut the fuck up. You don't think I know that? But again, Couple things happened this week that are beyond my control. I hate people to tell me, oh, it's gonna be there in seven days, it's gonna be there in 10 days. I'm like, damn, seven, 10, that's crazy. That's a long time. 22 days later, this shit's not happened. And it's like something you can't necessarily just break apart. It just fucks up relationships. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, and then people are like, oh, I got the, and it's just like, so now when it's time to reciprocate and people want me to do a job and I do my job, right? People don't want me. They, you don't want me to give me the same energy. Because if I give you the same energy back, I'm the king at that shit. Right? So it's just been this whole week. And people say it's, you know, Mercury retrograde or where the fuck it is. I, I don't know what it is. But definitely my energy is fucked up. Right? And, and it's just been a fucking weird situation. I just, you know, man, people have to realize if they treat you a certain way, there's levels to life. There's statuses. There's certain things. It may suck. People hate labels. All good. I'm just saying. At a certain point, though, some people are out there. They're soldiers. They work for you. They deserve a certain amount of respect, right? People are out there earning for you, out there repping for you, out there being a day one for you. 
look, you got to make sure those people are cool. I understand too. You need to take care of the famous people. You need to take care of the people that influence. But then there's people that do it all. And, you know, when people don't appreciate what I put back, because you take one step towards me, I usually take three steps towards you because I don't really fuck with everybody, right? I'm selective. So when that type of shit happens, and I feel like people are kind of like, oh, well, no, you know, it's cool. We'll see what happens. Then they realize later, like, yo, man, all of a sudden I, I don't notice Ben's not around. It ain't no coincidence, bro. Understand that. Please believe whether you, my family, my mom, my dad, I've cut my dad off. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not that. Like, come on, bro. Look, people think that because you share the same blood, that don't necessarily mean that that person has a pass to do more or do less. Do you know what I mean? They get the benefit of the doubt. But when, you know, you, you get people who are your family doing you dirty than people who actually you don't like, man, make it make sense. You feel me? So just saying, been a fucked up week. And, you know, to add injury to insult, you know what I mean? Like, just feel like, yo, bro, I gets down, right? I don't lie to people. I don't cheat. I don't steal from nobody. Exaggeration is part of my storytelling. But I've said this before. If I said I ate gorilla meat and I fucking was in a UFO, right? And we were in Paris. Okay. I may be exaggerating, right? Or if I said I, I was in three fucking UFOs, right? I took three UFOs to Paris. I definitely took at least one, which was already ridiculous. It's already a ridiculous story, okay? So what I'm trying to say is, when I exaggerate, it's already something outlandish. So when I said like, what, man, bro, you, cra- you didn't see me play yesterday? You didn't see me? I scored 100 last night. The crazy part is 100 is already just, come on, bro, let's get serious, right? But that means I probably scored 70, which was already like no one's done already. That's just the life that I live. It's just weirdo shit, Forrest Gump shit. So anyways, that's what's going on, right? You know, uh, the Baller Busters page, posted something that hit me. It just, this shit was it. Like it was one of the illest things I've read in a while, right? Don't try to compete financially with people who steal. Like scammers, right? People like Vegas Dave, you know? But at the same time, like Vegas Dave don't want to see me on money shit. You know what I mean? Like I really don't put it out there like that. Like great dog, you're five foot two. Like bro, you got so much money. Why don't you get that surgery and get the fucking extra four inches put in your ankle? You know what I mean? And become taller. Why don't you go do some other shit? Like, bro, you look like a fucking 70-year-old fucking midget Samoan. Like, what the fuck is up with you, bro? You're a fucking weirdo, dog. Like, there's so much negativity around that dude. It's just crazy, right? And then there's totally different type of people out there. And by the way, speaking of shit, like, dog, we'll address that in a second. But when you're not feeling good and you're a dad, sometimes you got to make, you got to decipher, okay, Am I going to become an actor right now for my kids? Or am I going to let them know why I'm mad? Okay. Now, it's not good to hold it in all the time, right? You can't hold it in all the time. But sometimes you do got to be an actor so your kids can see how strong you are, right? And then sometimes you got to let them know why you're upset and why certain things are wrong. And maybe you're fighting with one of their friend's parents or something, Okay, but sometimes you got to become an actor as part of being a parent so you can show strength, right? So they can look up to you and you can lead and they can follow. 
Got to be a parent, man. Anyways, we got an amazing show today, bro. I know that's already, you know, shit. That's some intros ain't been that long, but I got a couple things I got to say. Tomorrow, the contest begins. Um, I think we're going to start the contest around 12 o'clock p.m. noon. That, that's uh, 12 p.m. Pacific time, all right? Later today at 5 p.m., I am making a major announcement with my boy Kai. You know, uh, six months ago, we gave away a watch. It was 40 grand, like I said. I said, fuck it. I'm going to give away a $60,000 watch. So stay tuned to my Instagram, all my social media at 5 p.m. today. I am going to announce what the prize is and how to enter. It's going to be a fucking crazy, crazy, crazy contest. Now, um, on the last episode, on the intro, I said something about a lady by the name of Pamela Grace. I said she's like a porn star or something, or I said I don't know what she does. Look, one, there's nothing wrong with porn stars. Number two, I was completely wrong. Yes, the Korean John Cusack was wrong. I'm never wrong. I, I, I don't admit I'm wrong. I don't admit whatever. I was wrong. So let me make a correction. Pamela Grace is a beautiful Filipina, right? She is a mom of three and again, like I said, she, this is a very pretty, pretty girl. She is a real estate agent in the San Diego area. For anyone out there that is looking for a real estate agent and needs an agent to buy, sell a home, whatever, she does both. She might have a broker's license. I'm not sure. I think she does. But hit her up at Pamela Grace or um, I think Pamela SEO. I'm not sure. Bottom line is, Pamela, I'm sorry. That came across your desk, you know what I mean, and one of your employees. I sometimes forget how big this podcast is and that a lot of people do listen to it. So, um, yeah, again, she is not, <laughs> she's pretty, she's a model, yes, and she's a real estate agent and she's uh, apparently good at what she does. So hit her up and uh, I hope you accept my apology. Again, it was fucked up. Now, getting into the guest of this episode for today because we have some guests that are sitting in the queue. But I've said before, there was a point in time where this dude was the talk of the internet, right? About seven years ago, this guy, Lavish P, who then became its lavish bitch, and he goes by the name of Param Sharma. And, uh, you know, he's Indian kid, lives in the Bay, and, uh, you know, he's just trolling people. He, he was the early 6'9", and now he's got himself in trouble by self-driving his Tesla from the back seat, he got arrested. And if you just Google his name, you'll see all kinds of shit put up. But if you are at least, fuck, if you are 23 years old, nah, you probably wanna, let's see, 16, seven. If you are like 24, 25 right now, there's no way you don't remember it's lavish bitch. This dude was trolling all kinds of fucking people. It was, it was crazy. And so anyways, I was like, yo, man, this dude is interesting. He ain't like, you know, the typical celebrity. He ain't the typical. It was just totally a different thing that I wanted to do. I wanted to hear his side of the story. And um, yeah, man, look, guys, you got to hear this dude's story. It's fucking crazy. It's actually, and if you guys remember, this interview is going to be 10 times more enjoyable for those of you who remember this dude. So uh, without further ado, let's get into a commercial real quick. And uh, Miles, yeah, man, throw on some of that Lakey Lake. And uh, yeah, let's jump into a commercial and we're going to jump into this uh, interview with uh, It's Lavish Bitch.
What's up, guys? This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Now, guys, make sure you always bring your A game in the bedroom. Women don't even want to fuck with that B game or C game. They want that A game. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Okay. Blue Chew delivers the same active ingredients as Cialis and Viagra, but in a chewable format at a fraction of the cost. And it's all done online. You can take them at any time too, night or day. So it lets you plan ahead or be ready for whenever opportunity arises. Y'all know what the fuck I mean? The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. No pharmacy necessary. And it's shipped directly to your door. They always say first impressions are important. What about lasting impressions? It's time to get off the bench and back into the game. It's summertime, fellas. Head to bluechew.com where we've got a special deal to our BTB army. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code BALLER at checkout. All you got to do is pay $5 for shipping. That's bluechew.com. Promo code BALLER to receive your first month for free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring Behind the Baller. Yo, yo, what's good, BTB? Army, we got an exclusive. You already know, man. Listen, we got a lot of celebrities that come on this show. We got a lot of big you know, business people and things like that. But it's rare that we get someone of this man's stature. He's truly an internet Instagram legend. Uh, yo, we got It's Lavish Bitch on the show. Yo, Param, what's good, bro? What's up, you fucking peasants? It's me, Gold Collar Lavish. I'm laughing at all you blue collars, you know, manually operating your vehicles out there. <laughs> you feel me? Yo, bro, what's good, man? How are you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good, man. Just uh, living the life in Silicon Valley. How about you? I'm chilling, bro. You know, I just got back from the Bay, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out there active all the time. So let me ask you, bro, uh, why the name Lavish? What, what compelled you to start the account and just create the name? Well, listen, Ben. Lavish D is the one that gave me the name Lavish P because I guess I was in high school and Filthy Rich was, like, all over Instagram in the Bay Area. And I was in the Bay Area, so, you know, his Instagram was on my feed a lot. And I somehow came across Lavish D, and I liked what he was doing, you know, how he was um, branding himself. So I was like, oh, you know, Lavish, you know? It sounds cool. So, like, I was like, I want to I take that name because I'm Lavish. And then um, I just put the P, and then boom, you know, P for Param, and there we go. And then that account got banned, right? And then it became its lavish bitch, right? Yeah, yeah. That the first one, yeah, it got it got knocked down. And um, but you know, it got like thirteen thousand followers, and then it got taken down. I guess um, I got a little bit too out of line with my comments toward Kim Kardashian or whatever. But you know, I made my its lavish bitch handle, and then uploaded a few pictures, and um, whatever it was I was posting just started to. Um, attract audience um it was pretty much natural what year was this this was 2000 and 
four, 13 I started. And how old were you then? I was 15 years old. <laughs> I, and I actually, I created it in my high school class, Albany high school class, history class. That's where the <laughs> Instagram was created. Yeah. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, um, if you listen to a uh, Katon Hustler series, uh, this is a long time ago. Uh, I had broken down that I actually went to Albany High for a little bit, which is very random. It is a very, very, very random fact that I went to high school in the East Bay for uh, almost a year. Uh, yo, so, Param, how did you find my page? So, yeah. So, when I created my Instagram, then Filthy was popping up. And I guess Filthy was getting all of this jewelry from you. And he was always talking about, like, um, shout out Ben Baller. You know, he got he's getting all his jewelry from Ben Baller. And yeah, your name was just somehow connected with all of these big socio elites and um, people coming up on Instagram at the time were all saying Ben Baller, Ben Baller. So, yeah, you were just like the hottest um, person to go to for their jewels. No, it's funny because, you know, you were saying um, your comment always said, you don't have money. You only do this. You only do this. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? I remember seeing the comments. I was like, Yo, who, the, who the hell is this guy? And it was like, it was funny at first. And I was like, ah, you know, whatever. And then it was like, you know what, later you're like, you know what, it's kind of an honor that this guy even <laughs> came on the page. Um, yeah. So you started going viral pretty soon, like like around 2014 is when it really started getting crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so who was the most famous person you trolled that replied? Uh, Dan Bozarian, Kim Kardashian, uh, Gucci Mane. Oh, shit, Gucci Mane. Rich. Yeah, Filthy Rich. Um well, there's a lot. There's a long list of uh, people. Did The Rock ever? I, f- I forgot. I saw somebody else that was big. That wasn't in hip hop. It was somebody else. Um, Katy Perry. That was my favorite. Was oh, when yeah. Katy Perry Katie followed Perry. me. <laughs> yeah, and um, I remember like I um, I got a few comments like Katy Perry is following you, and I was like, what? Because I I was like I remember her songs from when I was like seven years old. So then I was like, whoa, she really is following me, and. Um, that was my favorite person. No, bro, she's big. You know, it's funny. Yeah. Two of my friends dated her, like, like legitimately had were like a serious relationship with her. She's random as hell. Did you ever get any crazy DMs when you were in the height of your account? Yeah. So at first, it was like the the kids in high school were like the girls will be sending me DMs. You know, they were like, oh, you know, we'll have sex with you and all of that. And then it started escalating to like a lot of like filthy riches um, friends and like. um you know, circle was like in my DMs, and then from there it started getting like to like um, bigger. Like, you know, Gucci Mane started hitting me on Twitter. Jimmy Kimmel hit me on Twitter, and then, um, but crazy DMs like um, something exposing against another celebrity. Nah. Wait a second. Hold on. Did you ever get on Jimmy Kimmel? I forgot. I think you did. Right? Didn't he mention you or something? Yeah, but no, my mom, they asked my mom for the release, and uh, she actually didn't release it. Oh, damn, bro. That would have been epic, man. Yeah, so I did it, and then um, my mom didn't sign the release. So let me ask you, man, whose cars and whose cash were you using when you were doing the you know, all those pictures and shit? I was doing all my parents and shit, you know, just um, living off of their dime. So they they were letting you use cash, like $100 bills, and just, like, take pictures? Yeah, like, you know, you know, when you're um, part of like, you know, in Asian families, you know, like you just generally have a lot of money and stuff. So being a kid, like, I guess I was just like, you know, just taking all the money and stuff and having fun with it. You know how it is. 
with the with Asian families and like all their gold and no for money. sure. But what I'm saying yeah. is like when you're in San Francisco, like in the Aventador and the Lamborghini and things like that, like in the stuff. Someone said you were working at at or you knew somebody that worked at a valet garage in Union Square, like. No, dude, you can't. You, no one is gonna let a sixteen-year-old kid valet Lamborghinis in San Francisco. He, that's what I'm saying. So, possible. so, so, whose Lamborghini was it then? That's all my family. It's like my uncle and my my parents. You know, they they have all these nice cars. So, okay, that's yeah. what's up, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know the valet thing. I guess like people like they just uh, say things and then like people just run with it. But I mean, the fact is, no one's gonna give a sixteen-year-old Lamborghini to valet. Uh, they don't sure. work like that. Why? Uh, what, like, what was up with that picture, man? The, the, there's a vowel picture of you going on the BART. First of all, I've taken the BART many times in the last like ten years. So, you know, it's I don't give a fuck. But I'm saying, like, what was up with that picture that you on the BART? Oh yeah, um, yeah. I remember. Yeah, that day, like, it was really like the heat was on me, and uh, we had gone to the Coliseum um, to watch a game. And when we went to the Coliseum, we went to San Francisco. And when I was in San Francisco, I guess I, got, I started getting followed, like by a crowd of people. So yeah, I, I made a run for it. But then at that time, like I didn't really have a license. I was still like 16, so I didn't have a license or anything. And you know, in the Bay Area, you know, like um, in Westfield and stuff, like the BART was right there. So I just quickly like made a run for it. And then I thought I would get off um, at the next stop and then call one of my friends to pick me up. Shit, bro, only two stops, and then it goes straight to the Bay Bridge, bro. You know what I'm saying? You should take you straight. So I was like, um, yeah, it it was hard being um, like 15, 16 and being famous because um, at the time, like, I feel like other celebrities, they had, like, um, guidance or whatever, but because of me being on Instagram and it happening so quickly, I feel like I just didn't really, like, think that people would, like, walk up to you in real life and, like, um, follow you around. yeah. I mean, so what was it like going to Albany High at that time? Because for those of you who don't know, man, Albany High School is a 700-person, 700-student school. It's a small school, man. And not only is it small, this is a one-square-mile city literally on the outskirts of Berkeley. Like, if you just drive a little fast down San Pablo Ave, you will pass Albany. Like, it's just literally, you go right into El Cerrito, and it's just small town. Again, so, so like, when you were at school, I mean, you had to go to school every day, didn't you? Or did you ditch school? Oh, I was like, as soon as the Instagram thing came off, then like I started ditching school and like I started hanging out with like the wrong crowd. And like I guess that's what like kind of diverted me from what I was doing. Like, like, like the friends, they, they basically were like, oh, you know, he's Instagram famous. So they like influenced me to hang out with them. And I guess I thought it was cool, too. So and then from there, like I went down, like, I guess a wrong rabbit hole. Right. So hold on, explain to me when you're when you're putting the money on the balloons and letting it go up. Like, what was up with that, bro? Well, I mean, um, I was like, it was lunchtime. I was like, fuck it, you know. I told my friend, um, I'm like, let's go to Lucky's, let's get some balloons, let's go to Wells Fargo, let's take out some money and let's fly it away, dude. And he was like, you're crazy, because like I was telling him, let's go take uh, my mom's Lambo and like let's go drive around like East Oakland with it and like mess with people <laughs> and like let's go take money and like tie it to balloons and like he was like it's too what crazy. What about the giveaway? How much was that again? The giveaway? 60. Okay. And 20. So how come they they were saying it was fake? You know what I'm saying? It was all capped. The dude was saying whatever and the dude who won like he was an Albany high school student as well. Like were you guys just trolling or what happened? 
No, no, he got the money, and um, it was one of it was like this uh, singer or whatever he was trying to sing, you know, have his career. Uh, Mari, Mari Wine P and whatever, and then the other one was Connor, and they both got the money, and yeah, it was a real giveaway, man. <laughs> Come on, bro, stop playing, man. Oh uh, no, it was like on some real shit, bro. They really got like twenty grand for Mari and sixty grand for Connor. I remember both of their names. Who's our? Oh, so you're, hold on, you're saying that somebody actually helped give the money away? No, I gave them the money. I flew out to Connor and I gave him the money. Where did Connor live? In LA. Oh my God, bro. So there's an infamous little small little clip video, right? About some dude who was starting shit with you outside Albany, huh? I could see it because I was, um, obviously, I recognize Key Root and I know the front of the school, you know, even though, and I was like, I don't know when they remodeled the school. Cause there's like a big that I means the ch- school has changed big time, right? Yeah. But yeah. that fight started outside. Like, what was dude's problem, bro? Why did that fight start? What happened? Oh, poor bastard! I don't know what happened. It was like uh, something about uh, they wanted to be famous. Like, if we like go go fuck with lavish and get a video of it, then maybe we could like. Uh, the dude was like trying to have a rap career, so he was thinking, or he does that, and then like he would be able to sing or whatever. So like after he did it, he was trying to do with music or whatever the music thing. But I guess it never t- like he it never took off for him. But I think that's what it was, bro. Because I never like really... a little Filipino dude or something. Yeah, yeah. But like the thing is, after that, like I never really followed up. Like uh, I didn't really do anything. Like you know, I didn't go tell the police or anything. And you know, I just you know I just took it and then I just left. But um, for him, like I I heard from people they were like he was just trying to be uh, famous on uh, the internet and it was just like his way of. Uh, going viral Right So did you go to Albany All four years? No I only went for two years Like two and a half Where else did you go to high school then? Uh, I was just like Going places Like in Berkeley frats And like you know partying No I'm saying Where did you go to high school Before Albany then? Oh Albany Middle Okay But oh so you're saying You, you like you ditched Two years of your school Like what are you talking I'm asking you bro where, What other high school Did you go to Besides Albany? Oh, no, I, I, that was it, Albany. Okay, so did you graduate from Albany High? No, they didn't let me walk the stage. Did they give you a diploma, bros, I'm asking you? Yeah. They gave you a diploma, they didn't let you walk the stage. What did your mom say about that? She wasn't tripping? Like, No, I mean, she was just like, uh, yeah, she was tripping, but she, but I was just like, uh, who cares? They're like all haters anyways, and I was <laughs> like, fuck it. <laughs> They'll probably see me on the news one day. What was your mom saying during all this crazy shit when you were like, I mean, you were making the news. I even saw the fucking Albany, um, the Albany Times, that little like Albany Cougar, like, you know, that little newsletter. That, that shit yeah. made the news, bro. Like, it was like crazy because, you know, they talk about Albany High, they talk about uh, Albany Middle. They talk about all the shit that's going on in Solano Ave. Poor bastards. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, she doesn't. Yeah, she took away a lot of like my um funding and like you know she took away you know when that shit was happening and like the peasants start to like bother and like uh, make like you know raise problems and raise hell then like she saw it on the news so then she was like you know I'm gonna cut down like you know giving him like money to like mess with people like so she she was like mad in a sense where she was like um not as nice you know giving me free money to you know recklessly blow. Right. Did you live in Albany? No, no. I, I stayed in San Francisco. So why did you go to Albany High then? Because the I got expelled, actually, when I was um, a youngster from 
my elementary school, and then we had to change districts because like I was always a problem child when I was like in elementary school. So Albany was like um, a zip code my mom thought was going to be like appropriate for me. So fucking weird because I you know I got kicked out of school, so that's what they sent me from Los Angeles. She was always trying to see what zip codes like you know are better, so she thought Albany would be like a, a good fit for me. It's a good school, bro. I mean, you know, most of them, I mean, it was, it's funny. You know that girl, Lil Debbie, she went there, that rapper. Oh, really? Yeah. You know who I'm talking about? She had that song with yeah. the, with the, that, well, she wasn't the one that was, it was Krayshawn, but that Gucci Gucci song, that bitch is trash anyways. Um, so, and then that Yada guy. Who's Yada? The, um, the big criminal that went and did mass shooting in SF. The fuck? No, I didn't hear about that. <laughs> yeah. There was like, yeah, I went to school with him too. He was like my age and like. What's his name? Yeah. I'm, I'm fucking trying to pull Yada. it. Yada, yeah, Yada. Spell it. Uh, Y A T T A. Yeah, it was like gang related, but yeah, he was like friends with me. I guess we were close, and then. Um, he went to Albany High. Yeah, me and him used to hang out actually, like during the um, lavish movement, and then. Um, but then I noticed he started to split away from me, and like he got sent to a continuation school. And then, um, then the police, then the police came one day and then, uh, Wait, Yada, so he went, he, Yada went to Albany high. Yeah. They say he's from Sunnydale. You know, I know Sunnydale. That's the projects. Poor bastard. Yeah. I went to Albany high with him. That's crazy as hell. Also Lil B went to Albany high too. Yeah. Uh, base guy. He's actually was on the, he's been on the show before. That's crazy. This fool was doing drive-bys. I'm looking at this right now. Yeah. Okay. So when did the obsession with, uh, Steve jobs happen? And why? That was in um, high school. Like in eighth grade, it started. Yeah, that's what kicked, got me kicked out of the continuum. I mean, of my um, San Francisco elementary school was because I would, uh, in seventh grade, when the first iPhone came out, um, I would see it on the newspapers. And I was like, God, I got to have this phone. And I would go in public and I would just see like these businessmen holding the iPhone. And I was like, God, it looks so beautiful. Like the way it's designed and the way Steve Jobs would like talk about it. How the journalist had the phone in like a, a glass box, like it was like a treasure or something. It's just the way they presented it. It just started like I just saw something in the product. So it got pretty out of hand. Like I started memorizing Apple commercials and like, you know, getting getting my mom to buy me every Apple product. And then um, I started going to school and like uh, messing with kids and like, you know, reciting Apple commercials to people and then. Um, yeah, people got really mad at me, bro. And then like, I, I, I got, I got, like, got in a lot of fights and then I got expelled. Yeah. You're like super obsessed with the iPhone. I, I heard, I read some article where like some kid had talked about you in class and they said that a teacher took your iPhone away and then you pulled out another one out of your pocket. Yeah. I used to uh, have that problem where like everyone in class would be using their pen and paper to study. And like, I would always come to school with the iPhone and the iPads and like I would like pull them out in class, like I got to use it for notes. I got to do all of this, and the teachers would always confiscate it, saying you can't do that. And then I would just pull out another iPhone and another iPhone. <laughs> and then like in the in the principal's office, she was like, "Whoa, there's like six iPhones like in my lockbox for this guy." Okay, so you finished school, pretty much, right? And then you you, you got banned, pretty much. Or I don't know. I mean, a bunch of pages got deleted. So what was the final stuff? Like, what got you off of social media where you just didn't want to be on there anymore? Oh, yeah. And then, um, I mean, I just got bored of it. I got I got obsessed with Tesla. Like, Elon Musk, like, started to show me, like, a different part of life. And then, like, I was just, like, 
I mean, I didn't really like the fame anymore, and like it was boring, and like I, I think I got like fed up with like going out and being like recognized, because it's hard, you know. And then um, I just deleted my account. Okay. And so, what have you been up to in the last five years, man? So then, after I deleted my account, like I just like started reflecting, and then um, this Tesla guy caught my eye. Like I was on the highway in 2019, and I saw these Teslas going on a truck. And I was like, whoa, like I saw like he was like really doing that Tesla thing. Like he was shipping the products. But every time I would go on the news, like it would be so negative. Like people would talk like, oh, Tesla's going to go bankrupt. You know, like the auto industry is going to like beat Tesla. Tesla won't survive against them and all this junk. But it's crazy. Like when you go on the freeway and you see like the man is shipping the cars and he's shipping them really fast. So that just like motivated me to like go against the media and go against the traditional like analysts and YOLO $2,000 and, you know, Tesla stock options. And whoa, dude, like a year later, 2020 happened. I don't know what the fuck happened in 2020, but dude, that fucking investment like skyrocketed. Shot up big time. Yeah. And then from there, like I saw how much money Elon like gave me just off of 2000. So I was like, like, I got to really understand now, like, the, the stock has skyrocketed really fast. So then I had to analyze, you know, like, does it deserve the valuation? You know, where do we stand with the robo-taxi? So from there, it, it, it um, motivated me. Like, like, I was curious, you know, about driverless cars and the robo-taxi Elon always talks about. So when I was in the Tesla, I was like, you know, like, I wonder what it would feel like to sit in the back seat. And because, um, you know, I'm curious to see what that experience would be like. And, you know, how, like I was like legitimately trying to see, can I commute from the backseat of my car? And um, yeah, bro, like I was able to send the Tesla from Emeryville all the way across the barrier to Atherton, all the way from the backseat of the car. And when I saw that, I was like, my God, he taught a car how to drive itself with just vision. And I was it's like, fucking God. crazy. So let me ask you a question. So, I mean, we'll get into the whole crazy shit how I even found out about you again because I've seen you on the news so let me ask when you're in the back seat right because I've owned Teslas right and I had a P100D Model X you know the, the top of the line joint and you know the self-driving just kind of had started so like I remember when it started getting better and better than the updates that happened it was crazy because you're like what the fuck are you talking about I have a good Wi-Fi connect you're telling me that the Wi-Fi like every time it's gonna, it's gonna get better and sure enough, yes, you know, the computer literally just gets better, you know, and just gets. And so, I mean, for the most part, you know, I, I did like the car. It was a crazy car, right? So um, fast as shit. I noticed that when you're driving, when you put it into self-driving mode, you do have to have a little bit of pressure on the steering wheel at certain times. How are you able, I see you using your foot sometimes, right? But how are you able to navigate that, like, for such a far drive from Emeryville to Atherton, you know? In traffic, it could be an hour drive. And that's what makes it um, way more relaxing instead of having to use your hand in the front seat and sit in that crunched position. When you sit in the back seat, you're able to like actually um, take your leg and um, lay it out. So it's like you're sitting on a couch, man, and you're using your toes to you know touch the steering wheel and whatnot. So very little pressure is required for the wheel. And I mean, if you got bars, you can just use your toenail, you know, to, <laughs> Dude, I know it sounds a little dangerous, but like, it just requires a little practice because one time I was taking a freeway exit and it asked me to apply pressure and I applied a little bit too much pressure. 
and it actually disengaged the full self-driving That's computer. what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. So once you start actually fucking with steering, yeah, okay. So so then what happened? Then you had to jump back in the front well, seat? Well, no. What happened was I started hearing the wheel lose control, and I was like, holy shit, the car is not on full self-driving anymore. Like, what the fuck? So I had to just grab the wheel from the back seat and regain control of the vehicle. But another lady had noticed that this man's car just flew from this lane to that lane really recklessly, and he just had to, like, he caught it. And, like, you know, a Tesla is like an RC toy. It's so light, and the battery's on the bottom. So, like, even a four-year-old can control the car. So I was able to get, gain control of it. Listen, but at the same time, how are you able to, if you have to jump in the front, because you have to stop the brake, bro. Once it disengages, how are you able to control the brake? No, 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 because... Because like we said, it's like a toy car and it's an electric car, which means that the minute FSD disengages the brakes, of, I mean, the brakes don't automatically apply, but the car well, slows listen, down hey, really quickly. Some people don't do that, though. You know that, right? Like there was a couple of times where I didn't have, I just, you know, want to try different settings. And some people have it to where as soon as you take your foot off the brake, creep. It, it don't creep. Do you know what I'm saying? You can change it, you know, obviously. Yeah. I don't know if they, if they have it now because I haven't yeah, no, seen it. That, that is the creep of the gas machine traditional where it, rolls and then the non-creep is where the minute it doesn't detect you know your foot then it breaks okay so question do, do they still have that option what having when you take off your foot off the brake because like usually basically i know when i first got my tesla you take your foot off the brake and then what happens is it slows down itself and basically with that it actually charges the battery as well like you know it gives or it gives yeah that's the that's the creep um that's the no creep uh regen braking now my question is is that still like on the new models, like on a brand new model, do they still have that yeah, option? Yeah. Yeah. Now that I think about it, shit, man, they should remove that option just because, like, what if someone decides to do some, well, you know what? First of all, you're doing some dumbass shit. I should smack. Next time I, bro, when I see you, I'm going to punch you because you're crazy. <laughs> so it's safe. That's what people don't understand because people like you have seen what I'm doing and they've tested me where a man saw what I was doing. He made a few videos of me and he actually had one of those F 150 trucks. So he didn't give a fuck about if I hit his car or not. So he actually cut me off and slammed on his brakes so hard that the FSD actually had to engage automatic emergency braking, which is way different. That's like one of those safety features. And I heard the alarms go off. I heard the car come to a complete stop. And the car behind me almost rear-ended me, but she was paying attention. So right. I got lucky there. My, but the thing with my car was it actually disengaged everything, FSD, everything. And it said, you got to take over now which means I had to jump back in the front. The motherfucker, though, kept going. But the way the Tesla handled it was beautiful because when you're being brake checked, you don't want to follow the brake check. Right. You want to distance yourself. And that's what the Tesla okay, so, did. So, so tell me about, how'd you get arrested then? Well, what happened was I was commuting from Atherton all the way to Emeryville. And I, they said they received 27 911 calls about the guy in the Tesla. And so they reported your phone. Like, did they actually get pulled? Did you get pulled over or did they come to you after because they had your license plate? No, no. So, yeah. So, actually, when they got all those calls, they strategically placed police officers near the Powell Street exit with binoculars and um, a few of them. And they were waiting for that Tesla, that autonomous car to appear in that area. And when it did, they had the binoculars. They, they zoomed in. I guess, yeah, he saw me. I saw him looking at me with binoculars from the back seat. And when he saw me, his face was like, bro, that shit's actually real. <laughs> like, oh, that's crazy. Like, he was pretty impressed. So he pulled you over, right? Did they handcuff you right then and there? Or did they like, what'd they do? Oh, no. He was like, hey, man, like, um, 
you can tell me what you were doing. Like, you know, why were you in the back seat? You could be honest with me. Like, was it an emergency? And I was like, uh, I was not in the, like, I, I just saw your lights and I pulled over. And he kept telling me and he was like, um, here, why don't you get out the car? And yeah. then like when he, but then he was like, why don't you jump in the back seat and get out from this door? And I was like, no, I want to get out from the driver's door. And he was like, oh, it's dangerous. Smart. He's like, you know, we're on the freeway. He's like, jump in the back seat, get out from the, from this. And I'm like, no. So he tried to get me to do that. But I didn't talk to him. I let him do his investigation. And, uh, yeah, they called about, you know, five CHP officers. They had their own little pig hangout. And then uh, <laughs> well, they made a determination that I was recklessly driving. And that's fair game. And then, you know, they handcuffed me. I didn't fight. But then they told me that, hey. Uh, one of our officers overheard this call on the radio, and he recalls giving you a ticket for this before. And I said, "Way well, hey, that might have happened. But you're the officer. You got to investigate that." So he he called that other officer over, and he he came and was like, "Yeah, I, I pulled this Sharma guy over for sitting in the back seat a week ago, and I told him not to do it anymore. And here he is doing it again." So then that other officer was like, "Okay, we could charge him with disobeying a lawful order and reckless driving." Okay, so. So then what happened? So then what happened was they uh, they impounded the car and they took me to jail. And then I got released after an hour. Well, you know, after 12 hours, but just like, you know, yeah, that government time. So then after I got released, came home and then the CHV comes to the house and they say, we need to strip you of your license. So they took my license and... Then I called the uh, uh, impound yard, you know, can I get the Tesla back? They're like, uh, no. I call the police, so they tell me that it's pending asset forfeiture, which basically means the, the police want my Tesla. They want to keep it for for themselves. So so what, so what happened? So where's your Tesla right now? So my Tesla's at the impound yard, and um, after the court date, uh, the prosecutor is going to move for a forfeiture of property. So once that happens, then the prosecutor will just sell the car and then keep the proceeds of, of the car. And then for me, um, I already had a DMV hearing where they, they revoked my license for the rest of my life until I went to a hearing. And then at the hearing, which was today, they, uh, they gave me my license back on probationary terms that I don't you know, do the backseat thing anymore. So I got my license back. Okay, so hold on. Last time I talked to you, right? I talked to you last week. You said your license was revoked indefinitely, right? Like it wasn't suspended; it was revoked. They took that shit away. They gave the shit back to you. Yeah, because I had I got a lawyer on it, and then like we went to the meeting. But like the things I said in the meeting, like because she was a fan of me, and like she was like, "Oh, like you're a young kid, and like like I don't want to see you, you know, like do this X Y Z." So she was like being cool with me, and then. She was like, just sign this thing that you won't do it anymore and I'll give you your license back. So today she gave she gave it back to me and like and I went over the probation terms. But yeah, it was revoked. Like that day when I called, they were like, You're revoked until you talk with the with the DMV officers. Damn. So I talked with the DMV officer and she she fucked with me and she gave me my license back. Thank God you got your license back, bro. So that's dope. So question, man. What car was taken, if you don't mind me asking? Like what what actual model was it? It was a Tesla Model 3 um, performance with the FSD package. With the 19 or 20-inch wheels? I think. I don't know. It was loaded, right? I have no clue what that means. It was, I'm saying, fully all the options? Yeah. So what's that run, like around 60? Yeah, it was about like 58. 
Okay. So shit. So what are you gonna do now? What are you, what are you gonna get a new car? Yeah. No. No. So like the thing is, um, Tesla Insurance was like giving me insurance, and they personally called me and said that this car, like you're the insured person, like uh, has been like linked with some very serious high profile, you know, abuse of our of our uh, uh, product, and they were like, we don't want to insure the Sharma guy anymore. So uh, yeah, and um, I have to find a new insurance and um. As the car goes, like I have to like get a new car now and uh, do it all over. Because actually, what happened was the police had flagged my um, license plates on all of my other cars that said that if I'm ever caught driving, that I will be pulled over. Jesus Christ! Yeah. So, so now I got the license back. You got your license back. You're gonna get a new car. You ain't gotta tell us. I want That's you to keep your, keep your privacy. Okay. Well, good. Great. All right, bro. It's 2021, dog. I know that was, that rest was just recently, like what a month ago. Yeah. Okay. So, how do you make your money, bro? You must work. How old are you now? 25. Yeah. 25. You work or you do whatever. You how do you how do you earn an income? Well, how do I generate currency is an interesting question. I don't really need currency because you know my mom and my family will take care of me. So, you know, and I don't really want like. You know, I looked at life from a very different perspective. I'm not I'm not here to just make currency, man. I'm here to do something for our universe. And this Elon guy is very inspirational because he has this fucking self-driving car project going on. And this is going to be for Americas in like the 2030s. And I want to be part of that. Like, I want to be like, you know, in the 2030s when, when all the kids have like their own little robo cars and stuff. I want to be like that guy, like, you know, the kids like, oh, he was like one of the like early investors, you know, like the like the electric investors. Like, I want to have that title. So, I mean, I guess that's my passion is to be part of like the electric vehicle project. It's not about the currency. Okay. But I mean, look, dog, don't get it wrong. I don't have rich parents or nothing, right? Dude? I mean, I've amassed a pretty serious amount of money in the last 10 years, you know? So, you know, I always want to work. I would love my kids to work too, or do something that they're passionate about. At least you are passionate about autonomous, you know, autonomous driving. But uh, you own Tesla stock, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, you involved in any cryptocurrency at all? I'll be honest with you, I'm not involved in any cryptocurrencies and I and I haven't even given it a thought in um the whole pandemic. I have no clue why. I just feel like whatever Tesla gave me was enough for me to be happy. And okay. I wanted no more. Are you fluent in any do you know anything about cryptocurrency? Like are you curious about it? Do you understand what's going on right now? Well, the way I look at it is a cryptocurrency is it's a currency, and I, I feel I look at it right now as I feel like it's it's definitely there for the future. You know, Ark Invest and Elon are there talking about it, so there's something in there that I'm not seeing, but I feel like there's too much money chasing it too early right now, and um, you know that's where the bubbles come in and they get popped, and then a new bubble comes. So, but but I did think about it. You know, I sat down in my bed and I was like, "What is cryptocurrency? It's a currency, and you know what, what's the point of a currency? Is you know to exchange wealth." So I had to think about what our current currency is, the United States dollar, and, you know, what justifies that. You know, we trust the government to value our currency correctly. You know, we have a faith in the currency. And that trust has gone down big time, bro, just so you know. Yeah. So that energy that humans provide, the government gives them currency, and that's the humans trust the government to maintain that hierarchy. Now, the government can also affect cryptocurrencies, too, because... Um, just like how the government can devalue the dollar and cause cryptos to rise, the government can also, you know, do other things that can um, imbalance the value of cryptocurrency. So it is connected with the United States dollar at the end of the day. Okay, you explain, please tell me how you, how you came up with that. 
What? How does the government affect it? Because they can't do anything to stop it, bro, just so you know. They can't ban it. They can't stop it, per se, but the way I look at it is, you know, the humans, the only reason why they need currency is uh, for exchange. Like, if a human wants to eat shit or sleep, he needs currency to get those needs, and uh, he, he gives energy for that currency. And the government is the one that's controlling, um, you know, how much um, currency he will be given for his energy. And that's what values the dollar. And, you know, if too many blue collars get rich, then the government, like right now, we have a bunch of blue collars that are getting rich. So the government will just take away the blue collars homes, you know, uh, fuck up their stock prices. And then the poor people can't be rich. Like that's how the government controls the currency. Is but it's been like go- that's, been, that's been going on forever, bro. And you know, right now, look, you got people in San Francisco. There's actually a lot of jobs available right now. I have a friend of mine's son who needed a job. He went and applied. He has two jobs right now and because because no one wants to work anymore because they've been living off EDD. We just pumped almost $6 trillion into the fucking economy, which is fucking terrible. If you think about, look, man, I don't know how old you were in 2008, 2009, and 2010, but those are the worst, rece- that was the worst recession of my lifetime, right? And of my parents' lifetime being here, they never seen nothing like that. And there was $800 billion pumped into the economy then, right, to save that. There was fucking over $5 trillion in this last year. Like, you know how fucking insane that is? So you want to talk about how fucked up our dollar is, if anything? I mean, our inflation is up, right? The dollar is shit. You know, people are buying stupid-ass shit like Gucci and Louis Vuitton and everything else. And, you know, car prices are up. Rolex prices are up. And it's just kind of crazy. Yeah. And, you know, we, we have that problem where if all of us are rich, all of us have millions of dollars, all of us are Ben Ballers, and who's going to make our Teslas? <laughs> we got to have poor people stay poor and we got to have, you know, us rich people stay rich. But there has to be that desire for currency. You know, everyone can't be rich. No, the currency can't. has to be uh, very sacred and it has to be kept, you know, very rare. And um, But then we have the situation where we have to look in the future, Ben. In 2025, it's going to be a very bad year for our country. But in a good year, too, because once you think about it like this, you got all these Uber drivers and you got all these drivers making a living and they might think they have all this money today, like you say, you know, with inflation. Well, what happens when Elon takes all of the Uber drivers job overnight with a robo taxi in 2025 and all these drivers lose their jobs virtually overnight? Then they don't have jobs. But what do you think about that? Like, what do you think about like, look, at it's not just Elon. There's a lot of cars that are going to be electric and everything else. But yes, his is self-driving. It's a different thing. So 2025 is actually really close. People don't realize how, how close that is. You know, four years ain't shit. You know, it's really, yeah. really close. Right. So do you think people are going to trust to get picked up in a car and not have a driver in the front of it? Honestly. Well, the way I look at it is what Steve Jobs said many, many years ago is Americans don't really know what they want for themselves. You know, you got to they, they won't tell you they need an iPhone. You got to you got to put it in front of their face with the robo taxi. They'll tell you, oh, it's dangerous. X, Y, Z. When enough kids start doing it, then it causes a, a domino effect where it the young kids grow up using it and it causes the older generation to adapt as they move on. So I don't think the uh, process of adapting will be hard. I think it's just um, getting the project done in a timely manner. And I think whoever can show the world that it's possible, I think um, the experience that you can sell a person, uh, they'll just, they'll fall for it. Like, they'll fall for it. That's not the problem. Right. Like They'll tell you, oh, we wouldn't ever get in a self-driving car, but that's just the trend for today. Tomorrow's trend is 
we wouldn't get in a gas machine. Right. So let me ask you then, with all this stuff going on, you know, there's uh, electric cars. If you know about McLaren, Ferrari, basically Ferraris, the, the, their standard model is an F8, right? This is the last, uh, that's it, that the V8 is done. They are not going to have it. And it's twin turbo. The 458 Italia was the last naturally aspirated V8 car they had. Okay. They got rid of the V8. The V8 twin turbos, but this is the last one. They're not doing a special car on it. So now the next situation is all these cars, Lamborghini, Ferrari, McLaren, they're all turning into V6, you know, smaller cars. And also they're going to have to be eventually by 2024 or 2023, they're going to have to be hybrid. That's what the government's done, especially in California. Now, even Porsche has been having hard times with their cars coming here. They have a GT3 that's just coming out right now. And all the manual GT3s, they won't let into California because of, you know, the, the way CARB is. CARB is, you know, handling the air and all the stuff and the EPA and all that mm, thing. So mm, mm. with all that going on right now. Brilliant. Yeah, everything's going to start going electric and whatever. So my question is, what do you think is going to happen to gas then? Well, this is what I say. This is very interesting what's about to happen to our country in the next four or five years. And it'll be quick. What's going to happen to gas It'll be a virtual death overnight because with people are thinking of electric cars, they're thinking, oh, we'll just change the energy from gas to electric. And then, you know, our lives will go on and we'll just be driving our electric cars. But people are very mistaken because the the way our country is headed and it's not it's not about electric or gas anymore. It's about robots. You know, the reason why people call a car is to get from point A to point B. And I think that the Silicon Valley companies have realized that if they can make an autonomous robot that can move that fucking human from point A to point B, then um, that's that's where the real money is. So it's not about, you know, you can make an electric car, that's cool, but how fast can you make it drive itself is going to be the next problem. And a lot of companies are going to go bankrupt, like Ford and um, the general auto industry is not prepared for this because if you think about a robot, a robo car like a Tesla, all you really need is a battery and a computer. And the industries that really flourish in this are like Apple, Tesla, Google, Microsoft. So the traditional guys like Ford, they're trying to make electric cars and gas machines at the same time and electric, I mean, self-driving cars. So when you're trying to balance all three of those, you're just going to fall behind, you know, where Tesla only has the robot. They're focusing on a robot. Where do all the cars go then that have gas? What do you think happens? Just demolish them? Um... Well, first, what's going to happen is the problem with gas cars is they're all they clutter the streets. So the as soon as people are given incentives that if hey Elon Musk can pick you up in a Model S for ten cents a mile and take you all the way across the Bay Area for four dollars, versus a you know traditional gas cars like thirty, then um, I think people are going to give up on their gas machines. They'll they'll first start sitting in people's driveways. And as soon as people um, understand the robo network a little bit more and get trust in the robo system, then they'll sell their cars. I'll tell you this right now. People who own vintage Chargers, uh, GTOs, Mustangs, old vintage Vets, especially the people who own vintage Ferraris, all the, the 2000 to 2015 Ferraris, they're not, no one's getting rid of the LaFerrari dog. People aren't getting rid of their McLaren P1, bro. No matter, even though that the, the Plaid S right now, because there's nothing that's competing with it today. As of today, those are the coolest cars a kid could you know imagine. But this is the thing: look, to, at, the Plaid S is faster than 99.9 percent of all those cars. 
And the thing is, I have a roadster on, on order. I've, I've had, he's had my money for four years, almost four years, right? Look, bro, even when that car comes out, zero to 60 at 1.7, the range at 600, I'm going to be honest with you. No matter what, when you get in the car and you feel it fast and everything, it's great. It's never going to take away that feeling of having a Ferrari, bro. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's that's where I'm going to tell you that 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 Tesla that's on the streets today, those are actually crash dummy vehicles. Those are software developers working for Tesla. Their their real vision is to take the seats and turn them around and um, take away the steering wheel and turn it into a robo high tech car and like like some real big boy shit. But the only way they're going to achieve that is by going the traditional auto industry route, like just having a replica, you know, Ford or Honda, you know, but in their own techie way. And as soon as they crack the FSD case, they're gonna just they're gonna reverse course and they're gonna change the way the seats go on the inside. They're gonna add like like flashy iPad screens, you know, some real high tech stuff. And then when that Robo Robo comes out, it'll be like the only high tech Robo car on the road, and it'll make all the other cars, you know, look a little bit, you know, less. It'll take the shine away per se from them. And as the more advanced those robots get. Uh, it'll just be the 2030s kids will just know robocars and the old guys will just have those, you know, gas machine Rari's. Oh, it's interesting, bro. I yeah. Mean, I mean, it's, 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 it's about, it's about the robo product. You know, it's, if we can get a robo, like if Tesla can make the car with the, with the seats flipped around and a nice view, you know, very high tech car. I think that's going to win a lot of people over on the freeway. No, well, and the price is obviously a lot more attractive. You know what I'm saying? And dropping 600, that, you know, 800K, whatever it is to get a car, to get a hypercar, a million. My Senna is what, 1.1, 1.2 million. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, man. And it's dope that you have this much faith in it. Um, so you think robo-taxis, all that stuff is going to take over? Uh, 2025, 2026, yeah. So Elon's uh, project is almost done. That's why I've been sitting in the back seat is I need to know how close we are to our robo-network. I wouldn't have been able to put it together if I never sat in the back seat. I would have been like the rest of the blue collars thinking that shit's never going to happen. But, you know, that shit's uh, very close. So the FSD should be completed by the end of 2023. Um, that's on my time, not Elon time. And, yeah, he just needs a year and a half to squash out all the bugs and stuff. But, yeah, 2023 by summer, you'll see him announce um, the first driverless Tesla. And moving forward from there, he'll just be working on the interior and making, you know, furnishing the robocar. Right. So let me ask you a question. You you fuck with Elon heavy. I don't know if you know this. Elon has a shit ton of Dogecoin. He owns a lot of... One of my boys is, is with Elon like three times a week, bro. Really? Um, yeah. My boy's with Elon all the time. When he was Lucky at Sun, yeah, like I don't really fuck with Elon like that. I don't really care. But, you know, he's cool, dude. He's smart. I'm asking you, man, how come he didn't get involved in Dogecoin when he was so heavy in it? And he's still heavy in it. You know what I mean? He's got Doge One, the project, you know what I'm saying, that's going on with the rocket, all this other shit. How come you didn't jump on the Doge train? I told a few of my friends to get in it, but uh, I never understood the whole cryptocurrency. I don't know. I never cared about it for some reason. Bro, you're, and I, you're I think the, it, you just want the future. You're talking about the future. This is yeah. 100% the future. This is more the future than... And I think that's why it crashed, was because there was too much money chasing the product without under, understanding how it works. And I really want to understand, like, you know, deep, how this thing works without throwing money at it blindly. You know right. what I mean? No, for sure. But I mean, you should definitely get fluent in it because this is, it's different. Without currency, you can't buy a Tesla. 
without currency, you can't take a robo-tax. So what I'm saying is pretty much what's going on with the decentralized market and DeFi, they're not fucking with the banks anymore. And the banks have been screwing people over for so long. This is another way, you know what I mean? It's and it's, and it's the way to, to get back. And, and look, it crashed for a little bit this week. It got bad. Look, man, shit's creeping up right now as we speak. Every single dollar, it's it's all all the currency is starting to come back up. In fact, I made some good money today buying the dip, but we'll explain that another time. I'm just curious, like you know, that's just something, especially because you fuck with Elon. You know, he's again. You obviously know Doge One is a is a big fucking project. He's dealing with the Doge developers. You know, still they do shit on on a regular. And uh, no, just it's just interesting, especially because it's such a it's not that there's not that much money. You know, you should definitely get involved. Yeah, yeah, and um, I'm learning more about it every day. Uh, but I definitely think that um, all of this cryptocurrency, it's going to play a big role in this whole autonomous vehicle thing. They're, they're going to all come together, and that's, that's, it's, that's bound to happen. But not right now. I right. think right now a lot of the stocks are crashing, like Tesla stock and Blink Charging and you know, a, lot of, a few other EV stocks. I think they'll all crash by 2022, and by 2022 it'll be a new party up. And definitely by 2025, you know, Tesla will be at the $1,300 target, like ARK Invest has said. Man. But right now, dude, yeah, Tesla stock is going down, and it'll go down till you know, fucking the end of summer. But then after that, it'll reverse. Yeah. So fucking fast. Well, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, so I've studied Apple, the history of Apple, and it moves the same way as Tesla. With Apple, I think Apple has been in like 500 bubbles ever since the original iPhone. There's like periods of euphoria and there's periods of, you know, sell-offs. And uh, that's just, if you look at the Apple history, you can see Tesla's moving the very same way. I mean, hey man, I hope so. You know, shit, dude. I mean, I got it at what, 40 bucks? You know, so. What, Tesla? Yeah. Lucky bastard. Yeah, man. So, all right, Param. I really do appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm glad to talk to you about yeah, some but, things. Yeah, but like, you know, you know, the auto industry is dying, Ben. Oh, no, 100%. That's for sure, bro. It's all fucked up. GM's yeah. fucked but we up. Do, but we do have to think about it like that. If all these fucking Uber drivers like lose their jobs because of this autonomous shit in 2025, what is the government going to do to support them? Shit, I don't know, man. See what exactly. You're going like, to pump fucking more money into the economy, you know what I'm saying? It's just stupid. I mean, it's good, or or the government is just gonna say we won't support you at all, and it'll be a very bad time for our country. It, listen, what's crazy is, and I'm glad you understand this at 25. It's not fear mongering. I'm letting people know bad times are coming, dude. You know, not everyone, like you said, not everyone yeah. can be rich, and you know it's just gonna get ugly, yeah. and 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 they're gonna stretch out the middle class when there should be more of a middle class, but there isn't. So there's going to be the poor, and it's just going to be a bigger divide, and it's just going to get fucked up. Yeah, right? yeah, I agree with you. You know Ray Dalio? No, I don't. He's one of the biggest hedge fund managers, very legendary. But he has said, you know, America has cycles, and it's very normal for America to be very prosperous and bad, you know, like 2008, and then the iPhone boom revolution, you know, and like these are like little cycles we go through. Yeah. So And then, you know, we're just little uh, humans trapped in life's bigger trap. You know, I'm reading this thing right now. I'm, I'm actually, I've seen this dude talk before, you know, and whatever. And he's been on a couple big shows that I know of. But yeah, it's just like the Fed can't tighten without having a big negative effect on markets and all this other shit. Summer's going to see it risk, blah, blah, whatever. Fed shift, then it's going to be better. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Look, I just know this. Crypto is going to go back up and it's going to be fucking real crazy. And everything's going to go back up as far as crypto goes. Does, and if it, does, does cryptocurrency follow Tesla stock? That's my question. 
Mm, no, nah, man. It's really like when Tesla's down, it, it's, it doesn't really have it's, it's. There's no correlation, really. There's no correlation. If, if it yeah. is, it'd be it'd be like a complete coincidence. It's just a fucking weird thing, man. Yeah, yeah. But hey, bro, yeah. do me a favor, man. Next time I'm in the Bay, which I have, I'm gonna be up there next month. We gotta connect, bro. I yeah, definitely connect. Yeah. Come to my event and shit. But yo, uh, again, thank you very much for coming on the show, Param. I really do appreciate it, bro. If you ever want to come back on here and talk your shit, and I'm glad, you know what I'm saying? Like you've grown up, you ain't trolling motherfuckers no more. Stop calling people peasants, man. Poor bastards. <laughs> yo, Miles, man, throw on some Lakey Lake real quick, and we'll be right back, y'all. So guys, we got a new segment we are going to do and start for the BTP Army listeners who know how to hustle and work hard. BTB Army Entrepreneurs of the Week. All right. Now, I'd like to give a special shout out to a lovely Southern California couple, Giorgio and Alexa. They also just got engaged. So congratulations to them both. Diehard BTB Army fans who have been rocking with us since day one, if you'd like to show them some of that famous affection, then follow at Balloons by Alexa on Instagram. They make these amazing balloon arrangements for parties and celebrations. I need to get one for my next occasion, maybe for Kaya's birthday. Okay, they just did one for an NBA player. I saw it. It was lit. Okay, these are good people and we wish them the best. Shout out at Balloons by Alexa. They also have AIE Realty for those looking to buy a home in LA. Keep up the great work, you two. We appreciate the support. So what up, y'all? Um, I hope you like that. You know, I'm, I'm just happy that dude is doing his thing. And I cannot confirm 100% that Param is not like maybe lying a little bit about how much fam- his money has, his family has. Could be true, right? I don't know. It's not the story I heard, but I want him to come on. I want him to tell his own side. You know, I wanted to hear his side. Plus, you know, he seems to be really uh, up on um, autonomous uh, driving and robo-taxi shit and everything else. And he's about the future. Um, interesting kid. I am going to try to link up with him. He's showing me some crazy shit via text and everything, right? So anyways, uh, cryptocurrency. Yeah, you know what? You got a bunch of fucking dumb motherfuckers. I've I seen some dudes and they're, oh, how come you ain't talking about Dogecoin now? He's like, what are you talking about, bro? So do hit me up on TikTok. Oh, you're real quiet about it. Like, where the fuck are you guys from? I talk about Doge and crypto on Twitter every fucking day. And often on my on my Instagram stories, like, well, where are you guys? What What's like, are you stupid? And then, you know, people crack me up like it dropped down. By the way, I bought the dip. I bought the dip, y'all. You know what? It's crazy. I bought the dip at 17 cents. And then guess what? I went up to like 22, 23. At that moment, right there, right at that moment, what was that? Uh, 17, right? So four, so five, so hold on, 24. So um, why the fuck am I joining? Oh, seven times. I made a fucking $100,000 in a matter of just minutes just from buying the fucking dip, right? People don't get it. It's like, but you know, again, it's a different world for other people. Look, Vegas Day is like, yo, man, everyone, oh, shit, Tony's going to fucking dip to 20,000. No, first of all, if you dumb fucks listened, Vegas Dave said it was going to go into the low 20s. 
It was at 29,800 for like fucking two hours. And the shit shot back up to 33. And it was at 34 to 30. Like, bro, what? Like, you guys are fucking stupid as fuck. Could you imagine November when it was at like fucking 10 grand? And telling, like, could you imagine if it was at 10 grand and you're like, yo, in November, it's less than a year ago, right? And you're like, shit, it's gonna go to 30. Could you imagine? I mean, I bought for less than that, right? But imagine you had at 10 grand and it goes to 30. Do you have any idea how good you are? Like, come on, man. Some of y'all just seeing some dude, like, he was like, imagine listening to financial advice from Ben Baller. Imagine? You mean, imagine listening to a dude who had like two, three million dollars? 10 years ago and almost lost everything and now has a net worth of fucking nine figures? Yeah, imagine without stealing, without lying to nobody. Like, you know how fucking dumb some of these people sound? It's crazy. Last thing I'll say about Vegas Dave, look, besides him being a loser, there's so many different things you can find out from the PSA fucking Jordan card being a fake and everything else and other people breaking down why he won um, the World Series bet and all that stuff. Look, period, point blank. Let's stop all the bullshit. Let's stop all the nonsense right now. He's no guru of nothing. Let's just really stop it right now. It ends right here. It will never happen. Okay? Vegas Dave, show me your picks. Show us the picks after the games have started. Show us your picks after the games have started. Show us the transparency. You will not. Do you want to know why, bro? Because you are somewhere near like a 20 28% average loser. So, I mean, winner, I'm sorry. So you're losing over 70% of these games. People have shown me real emails that said, forward me, like really for real, let me see it on real time on a thing. So you video, screenshot your whole video, people forwarding me your picks. And I seen a pick where you chose fucking the Lakers minus four. Okay? And then you picked OKC plus four and a half. Like, bro, what are you doing, bro? You're, you're playing both sides? Like, what kind of scumbag shit is that? It ends. That's it. All you got to do. You're, you're doing all these parlay picks, everything else, bro. You lose all the time. It, it's fucking nuts. I can't believe you haven't killed yourself yet. Like, I'm real shit. Like, bro, you talk about my kids? Have you lost your mind? Do you have any idea how great of a fucking dad? There's very few things I'm good at. Being a dad is, is definitely one of them. Let me tell you something, bro. You can't even have kids. Nobody wants to have a kid with you, bro. You think they want your DNA? You think they want their kids to be fucking five foot two? Come on, man. Look, bro. Very simple. You can fast talk and this and that. Oh, well. No, dog. Chill. Everyone be quiet. Just relax. What are you going to bet on baseball tomorrow, right? Let's say there's five, six games. All right, great. Show us the picks as the games go along, and let's see what you do, and then post it right after that, right? So let's just say the Dodgers are playing fucking San Diego tomorrow. Okay, cool. As soon as the fucking game starts, show me what you picked. Show me what you sent everybody, right? Then if the fucking Detroit Tigers play, show us what you picked. The Nationals play, show us what you picked. Show some transparency. You can't, bro, because you're 100% fraud, piece of shit, cocksucker loser, all right? There it is. Anyways, um, so, you know, me and Ryder were in San Francisco and um, I was out there just chilling, uh, met up with some of my, my um, 
people. By the way, I am speaking at a mental health uh, awareness uh, thing called When the Music Stops. It's all about mental health. My boy Josh D does it. He's a actually Seattle native, diehard, diehard Seattle sports fan. He is a Seahawks fan. Wait, like legit as motherfucker. He moved to Vegas, started doing nightlife out there. He knows all about Vegas, Dave, which is crazy. He is a solid dude. And on top of that, this guy used to be Tiesto's road manager, the famous DJ. And he's just, Josh is a great guy. I love this guy, you know. Um, and uh, he has a, a brand now called When the Music Stops. And it just focuses on people, you know, who are struggling, going through mental health and everything. And there is going to be an event on uh, July 17th. It is a Saturday in San Francisco at Fort Mason. I'm going to be speaking. So make sure you definitely check that out. All right. But yeah, so met with, uh, you know, um, some people that I couldn't do uh, Zoom shit with. And, um, you know, Ryder had a really good time. Went down Maiden Lane, checked out some things, uh, went and uh, bought a couple things for him and did a little shopping, hit the mall. And, you know, did I only had two meetings. So I had one at dinner and then I had one. And I was in such a bad mood. I didn't want to fuck up the vibes. And I almost did, you know, because that was the day that shit was just, I was just in a tight ass mood. But, um, you know, we hit uh, Dave & Buster's in Daly City, right? And damn, man, Daly City really is, I mean, I, of course it's Filipino town, but I mean, it's just fucking Filipino town. Like, it's just nuts, right? So we hit Dave & Buster's, man, and uh, shout out to David at Dave & Buster's over there. Shout out to my boy Popeye, always. But we went in there, and, you know, we sat to get some food and stuff. And I didn't know that there is a shortage of chicken wings, Right? So the dude's like, hey, man, don't order the chicken wings. I'm like, what are you talking about? I just want wings. And he's like, no, nah, you can't get no chicken wings. And he tried to show me a picture of what the chicken wings look like. And it was, they were crazy. They look fucking crazy. So I had no idea what was going on. And then I see this commercial with Rick Ross talking about, oh, there's a shortage of chicken wings. Well, no problem then. Now we got thighs. Thigh stop. Not wing stop, but thigh stop. And I was like, yo, are they fucking, are they fucking around? And they're dead ass serious. I hit up wing stop. <laughs> and I found out that they're not joking. This shit is like, there's a shortage. So it's kind of fucking crazy. I don't know, man. That shit just kind of fucked me up. But uh, San Francisco was good times. Um, flying commercial was dope. You know, my son gets to see all these people ask me to take pictures of them and stuff. And they're excited to meet me and stuff and everything. And he's, you know, he's just like, damn, you know, he's tripping on it. And it's hard for me to tell him like, hey, man, you know, he's like, hey, well, how come we're flying this way? And how come this? And how come this? And the lady told you, you know, uh, to turn your music off. That doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm like, Ryder, that's what it is. You know, when you fly, you know what I'm saying? On a, on a regular commercial air flight, that's just what it is, you know? And he's, he doesn't get it. And I'm just, I'm trying to teach him to be humble. You know, that's one of the best things in the world. You know, um, I didn't have money coming up, you know, so it's different. And I didn't want to have kids until I did have money. So now that I do have money and I have kids, it's all parenting. It's all up to me on, you know, these kids being raised. How, you know, of course, to be privileged, but I mean, I don't want them to um, not be normal, you know? But they had a great time, man, and, and I'm going to have to take London up next because he was kind of sad. Um, can't take both of them because I just can't take care of both. It's too wild, too crazy. With my wife, no problem. We're good. Um, anyways, a couple things real quick. Uh, Cookies Santa Ana, the grand opening is this Saturday, okay? This Saturday, the Cookies grand opening in Santa Ana. This is going to be their biggest store ever. All right, Quavo's going to pull up. My band Burner's going to pull up. All my Cookies fam be there. Yo, shout out to Skypack Farms. All the shit that we got popping right now. Yo, 
this whole cookies situation has just gone crazy. So I'm going to be there from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. this Saturday, which is, I believe, the 26th. Yeah, this Saturday is the 26th, and I'm going to be there chilling. Cookies fam, obviously, Ben Barter the Strain will be there. Cat Dick, Jonas B will be there. So this is really the first real SoCal drop, right? For I'm just trying to say, like, you know, for it's OC, but, you know, San Diego's a little too far down, right? So this is Santa Ana. It's going to be lit. I think, yeah, the Quavo's pulling up some other people. It's going to be a crazy event. Starts early, like at 9 a.m. There's a ribbon cutting with the fucking mayor of Santa Ana, a lot of stuff. Listen, guys, I'm going to be there from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. I'll be signing, I'll be taking pictures, whatever. I'm just there to chill. It ain't gonna be like a, it ain't gonna be like the other meet and greets, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be kind of like just showing support and showing love for the Cookies fam. Again, they're just, man, I, f- I fuck with everybody there. Shout out to Burner again. And of course, shout out to my team, Ben Ball to the Strange. Shout out to my other team, the cultivation part, that's Skypack Farms. Now, real quick, uh, before we get out of here, this basketball shit has just gotten too fucking crazy, right? The NBA need to crack down some of these rules, man. Some of these bullshit has calls to review so other people can have free timeouts and all this other crap. Yo, man, I can't believe still, even though it was the night before last, I cannot fucking believe that the last 90 seconds of that Clippers-Suns game was 33 fucking minutes. And then, okay, the last 30 seconds was almost 30 minutes. So like, it's just fucking, this shit is just crazy. Right, like the, the whole referee shit. This is a momentum game, and when you take that momentum away, you take you fuck the whole shit up. Vibes is all fucked up. And by the way, Boogie Cousins, you a bitch. I know you big as fuck. You strong. You you suck, bro. You you were a fucking monster at one point. It's crazy. Four years ago, five years ago, you were a fucking beast. You are trash now, bro. I know me and you got into it at fucking uh, at Staples Center when we were fucking arguing over some stupid ass shit. I said one little stupid ass. I was like, man, shut up, man. Stop crying. What'd you say, though? Yeah, you better chill out, motherfucker. You're just a jeweler. Just shut the fuck up. What did you, what was you going to do? You fucking cornball. Then you go sucking fucking LeVar Ball's dick after the game. Like, you a cornball. You fucking whack. Pushing motherfuckers and sore ass losers. That's why you guys are about to get swept. I think it's going five at most. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got Kawhi back. Me, all fucking trash, man. Look at it's going. Suns is going to the motherfucking finals. I didn't even want to hear that bullshit. All right, and these referees, that motherfucking Scott Campbell's name. The fuck was his name? Motherfucker looked like a fucking fake ass Eric Roberts. He was fucking trash. They're trying to make that shit a series. Stop that shit, man. Let motherfuckers play, man. Fuck. Last night, you know, my man Kendrick Perkins. He was talking about. Look, man, Atlanta's my guys, this and that, blah, blah, whatever. But you know what? The Bucks are just going to take take this over. They, they got it. Carry the hell on, as he always says. And, you know, I kind of was like, you know what, man? Maybe. I don't know. But, you know, I want Atlanta to win. And then your boy, Ice Trey. Your boy. <laughs> Ice in his veins. Trey Young. That motherfucker had 48 last night. Busted that ass. You get that winner? That, that man, look, please, basketball gods, please. I would love to see a Suns versus Hawks finals. Be fucking amazing to see CP3 versus Trey Young. Will be a fucking amazing. And Devin Booker, all that. Just fucking amazing. Anyways, that is it, y'all. Uh, that was, you know, I hope you liked this episode. It was a nice long one for you. Um, do not forget, today at 5 p.m., we got an announcement. We are dropping a crazy, crazy giveaway, which begins tomorrow at 12 
p.m. All the details will be on my social media. Make sure you pay attention to all the verbiage so you don't have weirdo snitches. No, you can't do sweepstakes. Shut the fuck up, okay? Just subscribe to the show. Make sure you are subscribed, all right? Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend about the BTB Army, the BTB podcast, guys. I love y'all. No doubt, 100%. I am feeling better. I'm just, my eyes are on Cabo. I cannot fucking wait just to fucking relax, man, all right? So you guys have a great weekend, and uh, I will see you guys back here on Monday. I will be in Cabo, chilling, but I'm going to record the show on Sunday morning. All right, y'all. Be easy. Yo, Lakey Lake, let's get out of here.